It's a bit like Inception, isn't it? When people say, I can hear your voice in my head when I read your emails. I remember somebody ran up to me at a conference once and said, how are you? How is this person? How's that? How's your dog? And I was like, you know, did, did you read today's email? My dog died. <laughs> and they feel like they can really hear your personality in your head, which is really what we're aiming for. If somebody reads the words on the page and that email on their phone, wherever they are, and they can hear your voice in their head, that's what we're aiming for. But also if you can write like a legitimate, like legitimately you, you don't have to try to write emails. Like you just have to be you. Just have to write. Yeah, you just got to write. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the man who only got 18%, 18, 18% in his history exam because he studied for the year before's exam. It's hypnotist Robert Temple. And he wants to make it illegal to put a pull handle on the push side of a door. It's mind reader extraordinaire, Kennedy. Let's kick off the show. Robin Kennedy. It's Rob and Kennedy. Hello. And today we are joined by Mr. Mike Philsame, who our guest today, Mike, yeah. uh, did one of these three things. See if you can guess it. Mm -hmm. Number one, uh, Mike once got locked out of his hotel room yep. wearing only his underwear. Yes. Or managed to reuse an anniversary card for his wife, Michelle, three years in a row. <laughs> or, I hope it's that. Or three, once convinced his best friend that a pineapple is what a melon looks like before it's been peeled. Um. Oh, please, please tell me it's... Um, I th I'm hoping, I hope it's the one about his poor wife, Michelle, and I hope she fell for it, just for the, always polite about it. But I know he goes to a lot of conferences, and a lot of people have seen Mike at conferences, so I reckon in a hotel, Mike, were you in your pants in a hotel, outside of a hotel room? Yes, uh, actually it was on the marketer's cruise and I stepped out to put something, uh, some leftover food that was thinking of the room out uh, late at night. And then I realized, oh, I don't want to block the door, so let me do it right there. And all of a sudden, the door closed and I'm the host of the marketer's cruise there standing in my underwear. And uh, my wife wasn't in the room, so I couldn't get back in. And so I had to contemplate going down into the lobby in my underwear because I didn't have my key. Luckily, the hotel staff saw me, literally laughed out loud and said, happens all the time. Or he said, it happens all the time, mate. Let me let you back in your room. And he came in and put this. I had the sweat already drenching about like, what am I going to do now? But that's, and the, uh, that's and, and the cruise has been a sellout ever since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the headline for the next year is, will you see Mike in his pants again? <laughs> yeah, forget Tom Beal in the mankini. It's uh, me in my underwear. That's the new, the new picture. Absolutely love it. Today, Mike, we're talking about, we're talking about what you put in the emails and actually how you sort of communicate you and really who you communicate to because you've got quite a different approach to it. First of all, let's talk about this customer avatar thing. What's your thoughts? 
Um, well, first of all, I wish I wrote every email. That's probably, you know, uh, one thing I wish I did better as a, you know, I'm going to use the excuse as you know, same reason why people don't, don't go to the gym, uh, as a busy business owner, I have other people in my company that write emails and they do a pretty good job, mm-hmm. but, um, <clears throat> boy, I wish I was able to write them the best. I sometimes get text messages from my friends that say, Oh, you wrote today's email. And I'm like, yep, that, that's me. <laughs> <And> so, <clears throat> so the way, the way I look at, uh, at an email is, is, uh, <clears throat> is very conversational. First of all, I like, uh, I'm, I'm a big person of format. Uh, you know, Frank, cool, uh, Frank Kern and I come from that same school, uh, you know, looking at Gary Halbert's uh, type of things. I'll never have a paragraph when I write it. That's more than three, maybe four uh, sentences. I like them compact. I use a lot of, <clears throat> Uh, bold, underlined ellipses, uh, you know, uh, not necessarily grammatically correct, but for me, it's going to be, you know, mini headline, uh, a paragraph. All, and when you look at my, you know, an email that I, that I personally write, uh, to me, it's like a, <clears throat> it's a work of art. Like you, you just want to dive right into this thing. And, and that comes from, you know, if you go look at, you know, uh, you know, any email by Frank Kern or maybe even just go to the Gary Halbert letter and you can see the, the use of bold underline. Um, I, I usually don't even use a dash. I use, I think it's the, um, the control shift hyphen and I get a, a, instead of a dash, I get a much longer dash. Little things like that that I learned from copywriting back in the day. <clears throat> But once I get that, that's basically to get them engaged, no matter what the words say. Right. right. But uh, to answer your question, in terms of the avatar, uh, the way that I want to write an email uh, or if my staff writes an email, I always say to them, would you really write an email like that to somebody that you just met at a, at a cocktail event or a networking event the, the previous day? That's <clears throat> So that's our, our litmus test. And of course we get swiped from, you know, uh, from different people. If we were going to promote a response sweep, uh, you know, it better than us. So we would ask it from you and then we would rewrite it, uh, in, in our own voice. And <clears throat> so to just get really, really precise, it would be as if, uh, the two of you, uh, introduced me to somebody at a networking event. And that person said, Mike, this person, uh, just got into e-commerce and they're, uh, they're about to set up a Shopify store, but you have Groovecart. Uh, can you send them an email about it tomorrow? That is how I write my email every single day. Uh, it's, it's, it's got a little bit of excitement and, um, <clears throat> current events and all those different things. But you have to realize that you're not going to say things to people uh, like uh, one of my pet peeves, you know, really is just if I see that in a swipe, you'll kick yourself in the morning. Um, Any, any offer can come and go. Who's going to kick themselves. It's just, it's an overused cliche. uh, And it slips into some of my emails every now and then from a swipe that I didn't see. And my team puts it out there and I'm like, Oh, my own, my own rule has just (laughs) been broken. So I like to keep it conversational as opposed to an avatar. Uh, A lot of people will say, you know, get your avatar. It's a 45 year old woman or something like that. And I, and I get that, but I don't think that you have that connection with your avatar the way that it's somebody that you just met and and we're talking to uh, at a cocktail event or an event uh, or anywhere uh, or had dinner with, and you just met them for an hour and they want, they want an email about your, about your stuff. I think what's really interesting about that is the freshness of the relationship when you're thinking about that person. This is not a person like, Hey buddy, you're talking to them like, because we've all received that, that message, haven't we? That email or that LinkedIn or that whatever from someone who's just over familiar. You're like, hi, stranger. Darling. Yeah. 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 Oh, lovely. Um, Thank you, buttercup. (laughs) And you're just like, what's going on here? Whereas I love that that frame of, 
actually, I've met them very briefly. There was probably some loud music. We're meeting lots of different people. It gives that idea that it's a little bit transient. It's a bit, but also it lets us know that we've got to do a bit more work. Like we're still in the impressing them stage, aren't That's we? Right. We're still in the, hey, let's, let's, you know, still chatting them up really. It's a certain bit of respect for for your the person that's on your list. You do have a relationship with them, whether they're on there for three weeks or for three years or they bought many of your, your products. There's a certain level of respect that they deserve from you in an email. And it lets you know, where does the hype go? Right. Because <clears throat> hype is not a bad word if you live up to it. Right. Our, our job is to get people excited and then del- over deliver on that promise. Right. So something is as hype when we didn't over deliver on it. So if, if I was going to talk to you. Uh, about maybe uh, promoting a product launch for me, I have to find this perfect way of not coming across over the top and just EPC, here's your link, banners, blah, 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 blah. But it has to be, hey, I really enjoyed the, uh, you know, the, the podcast like last week. I hope it's good. Try to get, you know, uh, any any anecdotal things. It's very, very, uh, it's easy if it's one-on-one, but um, just a little hint, I noticed what before we started uh, the podcast, right? What we want to do is think about current events. Like the first thing we want to do is say, Hey, what's going on today in our lives that we can type in, right? If it was happy new year's or, or Valentine's day or 4th of July or whatever that is, we want to tie in those current events because we don't have the ability to say, how's your dog? Uh, how's your daughter? Because we're talking to a group so we can tie it in that way. I think what's interesting about this is, and we've talked about this on other episodes is, you know, when you, somebody, somebody gets a bit angry with you, you know, and they send you a bit of, a bit of hate email and they say things to you that they would never say to you in person, but it's the keyboard warrior thing. It's actually funny in a, in a different perspective. That's what lots of email marketers are doing. They get to their keyboard and they say things they would never say if they weren't broadcasting it to a group of people, totally. which is what you're saying here. What are the sort of major things that you, you've sort of alluded to them a little bit before we started recording. What are some of the major things that you see in marketers' emails? And you think, just take that out. You mentioned the thing about kicking yourself if you missed this. What are some of the other ones that are like major horror stories that you see all the time? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So obviously, you know, you'll, you'll kick yourself uh, in the morning if you don't see this. It's, it's, uh, it's the lack of respect. Um, it's just that la- lack of respect for the reader. When I read something and I say, who talks to somebody like this? Like, um, like you're going to, uh, this is going to blow you away. You're going to be absolutely amazed. You need to cl- you, uh, click this link right now. And obviously in, in uh, the industry where I'm in, I'm not in personal development. I'm not in health and wellness. I'm in, I'm in B2B. So I tend to be on a lot of those lists and every claim has to be about, you know, uh, <clears throat> you know, making a hundred thousand dollars in the next seven days and all these different things. And, and look, I don't, I don't care if that's actually true necessarily. Let's, let's get to that nine lines deep in the email and say it in the email. I wouldn't expect you to believe me if this was true. And, and I actually like to see something like, and I'm not saying that you'll, you'll be able to do this. In fact, most people probably won't be able to do this. It's something that I did. And I just want to show you how I did it. That's how, that's just personally how I feel that something like that should be done. We need to, we need to taper down the hype, but make it believable where somebody says, I, I kind of like what this person's saying. It's interesting. I still have my doubts, but let me click on the link. But if, if we think we're going to get people to click on the link by doing all of this uh, amazing, uh, you know, the, the, you know, the, the, the best thing you're going to see in 20, everything's the best, the greatest and everything like that. To me, that's just flashing a banner that says win a free iPod as soon as, as soon as they, they open the email. And that's what I try to avoid. It's a little hyperbole, really isn't there? Yeah, <clears throat> it's just like, and it just becomes bland. Like you're not saying anything new that nobody else is saying. And we're all speaking to the same 
person if it's just that avatar of that mysterious 45-year-old woman who this, that, and the other. Whereas that idea, going back to that cocktail party thing, super, super powerful. Do you find yourself then having to or choosing to redraft an email as you're writing it? So write it, go through it again, and like scan for... Do you have like your hype hype alert hypeometer scanning through it or is it actually a case of no this is easier to write than if you were hyping it up because there's there's less effort there's like less thought thinking to do um uh, no for me it's uh it's a line by line thing i'll i'll go a little bit too hypey and then backspace backspace and i'll get stuck in that paragraph and and usually try to work it out you know at least 90 percent uh, by the time I get it through. Um, and then I'll, I'll go through my email and what I, what I start reading, realizing is, okay, my email is this long and I've got four bullet points that I want to make. And I'm, I'm only halfway through my first bullet point. I I call that getting into the weeds. And then, then I just, it's, it's not like scrapping it, but I'm like, okay, um, how do I just make this point, just make this point in a paragraph. And then that gets me to rethink. And I say, okay, this is and whatever that particular uh, thing will be. And I'll write it and I'll just look at it and go, yeah, that that's, that's it. it. It says it right there. Mm-hmm. So I try to make sure I don't, I don't go into the weeds, but, but, um, <clears throat> but I do try to keep myself on course as I'm writing. Uh, to, so I don't go down a hype level. Is there a danger as well, Mike, that you end up going the other way where you go so adverse to hype and that you, you sort of become sort of beige and you become like, hi, I sort of met you last night and there's a link if you kind of can be bothered. Like, is, there's, there's got to be, there's that middle ground. How do you make sure you keep away from ending up just a little trivializing what you're doing, which obviously you're only promoting stuff that you think this is going to really help somebody. I am I'm more likely to do long copy than short. Uh, I come, uh, you know, Daniel Levis as well. We, we come from the same, uh, same point. Many of, many of my affiliates will say to me, uh, your email swipe is too long. Uh, and I'm like, that's because you've gotten crap email swipe in the past. That just is crap email. You know, uh, how, how, how long should a video sales letter be? How long should a sales letter be? We used to ask these questions back in the day. It needs to be as long as it needs to be to make the perfect message. So we never need to say something's too short or too long. I understand that people live uh, busy lives and that's why we want to have, you know, an email in the first three paragraphs. It even scares me to do that because I've done uh, testing, uh, you know, on, on the performance of my emails on what happens if they're clicking the links at the bottom of the email, as opposed to the first link. And we get higher opt-in rates, higher show up rates because we get engagement. So in in fact, I would rather you not even click because if you're clicking on the first link, you get to the page and it's a blind offer, you're out of it. I'd rather you fully understand what's going on. And if I can get you to consume that message. And so the point here, right, while you're doing this awesome podcast is to get people to understand that the email is where they, they, it's the start of the journey. And our job is not to just get them to click. It's to, it's to get them to consume the message in a conversational way so that by the time they get to the webinar registration page, we're nearly at 90 or 90%. That's what, you know, my thing is that if, if they actually read this, they're going to register for that webinar. Right. So I see that as part of the copy of, of the page. And I take it very, very seriously. I'm not a fan of short email copy unless it's you know, the, the, the final email in a launch, you know, where you're saying uh, final notice, hey, I've mailed you four times today. You have an hour left, something like that. But other than that, I, I, I want you to know what you're getting into. And how many links are you typically putting on your emails that keep in with this cocktail style? 
Um, there could be six uh, links in an email. So it'll usually be one link is the image. There'll be a link in the PS and then two to three uh, body, uh, you know, emails. So yeah, about five. So this is going to really help us to start to transition the emails that we write away from being hype, 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 sales, 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 across to being much more conversational. I'm interested to know, once somebody's made that transition, how does that affect your sort of theory for writing the subject line of an email? Because again, typically most people sending out broadcast promotional emails, their subject line is going to be somewhat different to the subject line they would include to a friend. How do you, where does that sort of fit? It, it comes from the same school of, um, you know, um, what is the most effective subject line? The, the answer, the, the, the next, there has to be another question. What is the goal, right? Is your goal to get the most open rates? Then put the word naked in your subject line. You're going to get a lot of open rates, right? And I can say <laughs> Unless that you're Rob and then you get no open I was naked out of my hotel room. So we can, <laughs> we can segue into that, right? But normally we're not going to use something like that. And then the next question is, is it to get the click, right? My thing is always going to be about the engagement. So what my, I, I like to use a blind email subject line that, uh, that then flows into the, the email. I'll call that the family feud, right? The family feud subject line, you know, uh, top 100, if you could say this in a subject line, a hundred people surveyed, uh, you know, name something, you know, you eat with a fork, right? Uh, and then the email should, should, should follow those top seven, top seven answers. That's how I look at a, at an email. Wow. Subject okay. Line. That's, that, that, that's sort of made, that's really pickled my brain and put myself into a little, into a little Can we go into this idea of it being family feud again? And so unpick how that's going to, how that's going to relate from the subject line into the thing. Cause I, I, I want some more clarification on that. I think. Sure. I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, not just bullet points, but numbered bullet points. Um, okay. If you look at uh, things on YouTube, like uh, uh, watch Mojo or, you know, different things uh, like Looper, it's uh, the top 10 films of the year, top 10 films right. of the decade yeah. top. So people love top 10 things. These so listicle I like to, things, yeah. I, it lists, it lists, exactly. So I like to have a, an email uh, that, that says something like, um, uh, you know, the, uh, the seven things marketers are making wrong with their email subject lines, right? Something like that is going to get me to open the email because it uses curiosity. It's blind. I need to open it to find the answer. And then I have, I've already been told there's, there's seven of them. And now I can, if I say number one, number two, nobody's going to get out of that email. Even if I put a link, they're going right. to be like, wait a second. I need the lesson here. What are the, what are the next, the next seven? And obviously that's going to tie into, you know, <laughs> it'd be beautiful if number seven, right. Is, is uh, n number seven is, you know, they're not using surveys. Right. So uh, that's why we created a response suite, right. right. Something along those lines. No, that's absolutely amazing. Which is true. Absolutely I think you should send that email by the way. I think, I think, I think it'll be a while, while we're talking about subject lines, I think it's time that we uh, nip over into our next little segment. I think we should go to our next sub little subject. It's called subject line of the week, subject line of the week. Seamless. That was, that was seamless. beautiful. I see what we did there. I see it was really well segued. So Mike, we would love to hear about one of your favorite best performing, uh, yeah, favorite subject lines and what really worked about it. Okay, so my uh, my best performing subject line last year, uh, you know, not including you know uh, last call or you know last chance or something like that, uh, um, but just a regular email campaign was. Here's why everyone's freaking out about insert subject line insert insert topic. <laughs> so uh, here here's why everyone's freaking out about Kim Kardashian's. Uh, latest makeup uh, product, what, whatever that uh, is going to be that uh, you can tie into your product. Mm -hmm. 
I like that. I, I, and, it, I, and, it, and it could be even your product, right? It doesn't have to be a current event. I, uh, and I strongly wanted to interrupt myself there because I made it appear as if you should do it about a, uh, a current event and tie it into your project product. No, that's maybe a good strategy, it's but one, yeah. it's most likely going to be about your product. Right. Here's Especially if the rest of the world group. is currently freaking out about that thing, it doesn't really interrupt and get attention to go, oh, here's why everybody's freaking out about the thing that everybody is freaking out about, so that's not mm -hmm. interesting. Whereas if you take something that's really enjoyable right now and go, here's why everyone's freaking out about that thing, it's like, oh, I now need to know, I now need to know about that. I really, really love that. I love it. And it's, that was, it's a really good. It's a really good subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. And speaking of amazing subject lines, and if you want to see some of our personal swipe copy that we've used into across twelve different campaigns, from webinars to uh, what else is there? Product launches, live events, uh, basically, loads of stuff. Basically, for anything, we've put together twelve of our favourite campaigns, including one hundred and six complete emails that you can copy and paste, including all the subject lines that you can go and use in your business. You can go and grab them right now over at email marketingheroes.com slash plan. I think you'll get absolutely loads out of doing that. Now, of course, if you've missed anything during this episode, we have put together all of the show notes along with all the links and everything uh, in the show notes, which you will find over at the email mark, the email marketing show.com forward slash underpants. Yes, you will. <laughs> Slash underpants. That's the word of the day. Absolutely love it. Now, if you've enjoyed the show, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Massive thank you to Mike for being on the show this week and, and sharing everything that you just did. Absolutely great. If people so want to find out more about you, tell us where to go. Um, so we have a, a, a bunch of products uh, right now under our Groove Digital brand, but really the best place to go is just go to Facebook and do a Google search for Groove Digital official Facebook group. Join our Facebook group. We've got tons of content that we're giving away. You can engage with me, private message me, my partners, our community, learn more about our products. Uh, but we give a lot of free uh, free content like this out in that, in that Facebook group. A lot of really, really good stuff there. Definitely go check that out. And the links to all of that are also in the show notes over at theemailmarketingshow.com slash underpants. If you've enjoyed this one, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, please do go and hit the subscribe button on your podcast player. I think that's it for another episode, Rob. It's a wrap. Did we do it? We did it. We did it. Thanks, Mike. My pleasure. The email marketing show. The email marketing They're going to kick themselves if they don't listen to this. <laughs> That's all I can say. That's all I can say. In the morning.